Um, I don't know everybody here, so I'm not going to assume that everybody here knows me. <laughs> um, uh, so, although I think that probably most everybody here <laughs> knows me. <laughs> but uh, my name is Sid Sparks, and my wife, Andrea, and I have been in Uganda for the last 10 years. And my, I'm here with my family today. Um, my oldest is Malachi, who's sitting right up in the front. And then we have Eva and Heidi. And then our youngest is Levi, we, which we've, we've added on since the last time we were here. Um, and uh, I, I'll, I'll share a little bit, little bits and pieces of my story. But you know, I, I've grown up. Uh, I was born in this area, um, and then grew up just over in Bowman and. Uh, we've been over, like I said, in Uganda for the last 10 years working with a camp called Musana Camps. Um, we work underneath an organization called New Hope Uganda that runs a children's center in uh, the heart of Uganda and then a second one in eastern Uganda. And then the third site that New Hope operates is Musana Camps where, <coughs> where Andrea and I have blessed to be for the last 10 years. And we, we were the family that helped start the camp. Um, and so I, as I start, I just want to kind of give a, a little bit of an overview of what's happened, um, and then I'm going to show you a little video so that you can see. My, my favorite thing to do whenever I speak is to show people, instead of just using my words, but to show them. That's, that's what I like to do. So um, Uganda has been, uh, everyone always likes to ask, how's Uganda? Well, it's... Um, it's good. It's uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's growing just uh, in in, it, in its own ways, just like things are growing and changing here, um, though it's different. We're we're doing well. We've been there uh, at Musana, and the when we were here at at Pledna last it was 2015. Some I forget exactly when it was, but 2015, we came through. Um, and shared about what was happening in Uganda. Then I came back through in the summer on a bicycle fundraiser. If some of you heard about that, and um, maybe some of you saw me on the road, I, I probably not. <laughs> but but I, I rode my bicycle from from Bellingham, Washington, over to Lake Michigan, as a, you know, to try and raise funds to build cabins at Musana camps. And the Lord blessed that we were able to raise enough to to build eight cabins, which has uh, made a tremendous difference for us. Um, the, the camp has grown and changed a lot. We're, we're consistently holding camps now. Um, I think this last year we've had, what did I say in Sunday school, I think 1,300 people come through camp. Um, and so that's, that's exciting. We're seeing the camp grow. We've been blessed to uh, open a clinic uh, I won't go lengthy, lengthy into this. If you have questions, you can ask me after the service. But one of the things and the unique differences about our camp as compared to maybe a camp here in the States is that we're very rural and there's not an awful lot of things around us, uh, things like medical care, schooling. So we've done unique things like opening up a clinic and opening up a school that uh, have been tremendous blessings, both to us as well as uh, the people that work on staff with us and our community around us. Uh, it's, so it's, it's been a year of, of tremendous growth. Uh, well, I should say a couple years of tremendous growth. Last year we opened up the clinic, and this year is our third year with the school. Um, we have uh, 
about 30 students in the school this year. And so, um, so there's a lot going on at the camp. Um, and uh, it keeps us very busy. And I'll, I'll go into that a little bit more later. But what I want to do right now is to show you a little bit of what happens at camp. The video that I'm going to show is a called A Day at Musana. And so it's, there's no words to it, but it's just the sights and sounds of the things that happen on a daily basis. Um, everywhere from construction that's going on to, to kids at school, to Sunday school and church, um, to camps that happen. So um, take a look at this, and uh, hopefully this can, as much as possible, transport you to Uganda for the next few minutes. We count it a, a great privilege to be um, there are costs involved being far from home and far from family, but we do count it a privilege to be. And it's, um, <clears throat> it's exciting to sit and watch that as you see all the things that, are, that have gone on and maybe some of the things that I've referred to, like the clinic or the school or the, the church and the camp and the kids. And um, There's a lot of things going on. The, what I want to do for the rest of just to bring you into a little bit of our journey and where we're at right now. Uh, we're, my family's been home on our, our furlough, our home assignment. Uh, we've been in the States since August. Um, we were out in uh, Wisconsin near Andrea's family. My wife's from Wisconsin. And then uh, in December, we came out here to be in this area. We've been staying in Dickinson. Uh, and have actually enrolled our kids in uh, Hope Christian Academy, one of the one of the schools there, and to give them a new opportunity to experience something new. But to give Andrew a break, when we're in Uganda, uh, we homeschool kids. The, like I said, the the school that we have started at the camp is uh, mainly for Ugandan students. So our kids actually do go there for for Luganda classes. But uh, this has been a, a period of rest for us. Because what you don't necessarily see when you watch the video is that we're tired. <laughs> um, I guess, I guess, simply put, um, the last we've been in Uganda for ten years, helping to get Musana Camp started, and it's been exciting. We've been uh, at it with our whole and very. Excitedly so and eagerly so. Um, thing that I'm going to share about our journey today um, starts in Genesis. And so if you have a Bible, uh, turn to Genesis 1, verse 26. One verses 26 up to 2, 3. Then God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. And God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth, and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea over the birds of the heavens, over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of the earth, and every tree with seed in it, you shall have them for food. 
and to every beast of the earth, and to every bird of the heavens, and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. And God saw that everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and most of them. And on the God finished his work that had been done, and he rested on the seventh day from all this work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. This is just the end of the creation story. And in it, if you've read it before, it talks about all of the days of creation and how God worked to create everything. And being from a farm ranching community, you know what it's like to work hard to create something and cause things to grow. It takes a lot of work. But there's something at the end that, um, that is there also that's not to be forgotten, and that is to rest. Uh, we, uh, you know, there's, <laughs> you all know this, uh, so this won't be a surprise, that there's some people that need to remember that you're supposed to work. And then there's some people that need to remember that you're supposed to rest as well. God, God created in six days and rested on Then, Depending on where you're at in that, all of us are one of those. Remembering that we probably need to work a little bit harder or probably, um, knowing this community, being born of this community, there's probably a lot of you that are like me that you're ready to go and you're ready to work. And, you have, and the thing that you need and I need is to remember to take a break and don't forget that all of your work isn't dependent on you. Life doesn't depend on you. We, we have this privilege of being here and doing what we do because it's God's gift to us. And so our family has been on a, a journey of understanding what does that mean to rest? What does this concept of Sabbath mean and sabbatical? Uh, in Exodus, uh, I'll turn to Exodus 20, where it, we see the Ten Commandments. Exodus 20, verse 8. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Sit labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall do no work, or you shall not do any work, you, your son, or your daughter, your male servant, your female servant, or your livestock, or the sojourner who is with you within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heaven and earth, the sea, and all that's in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath and made it holy. And that's in the Ten Commandments, that we're not supposed to forget to, to rest. Why? Because the Lord rested. And so if we're going to actually be like him and and pursue him, then we need to also remember that, that he, he rested. He didn't continue to create everything that would ever be created in, in the history of humanity. He stopped and rested. You move forward to Deuteronomy where it gives the Ten Commandments again, and it gives a little bit of a twist on this. In Deuteronomy 5, verses 12, it is where it talks about the Sabbath again. It says, Observe the Sabbath day 
to keep it holy as the Lord your God commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter or your male servant or your female servant or your ox or your donkey or any of your livestock or the sojourner that is within your gates that your male servant and your female servant may rest as well as you. You should remember, and this is the, this is the thing that's a little bit different, you shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt and the Lord your God brought you out with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. So in this one, it's, it's a unique twist. The, the first passage was talking about resting because, because God did it. This time it's saying rest, yes, because God did it, but to remember what he's done for you. I think often um, we get so busy doing, and often the things that we're doing are good. The things that we're doing are maybe even God's call on your life. It could be a pastor. It could be me working at a camp in Uganda. Um, but we get so busy doing that we forget to stop and remember what he has done for us and, and rest and trust in him that even though you've stopped for a day, that life will carry on. And, and we forget that, um, that he's the God of the universe that, actually has everything in control. And if I stop for a day, it's not going to crumble. Um, and so maybe you're beginning to read through the lines a little bit as what has been going on for us. Um, but I want to continue a little bit further. Uh, the, this idea of Sabbath, it's, it's not, um, it's not uh, a law. Well, it is a commandment, but it's not, it's not a, um, what am I? Lost my words right there. <laughs> um, I can't. I can't say the word that I'm trying to say. Um, the, the, it's it's God's heart for you. Is where I'm going. It, it's it's His heart. He wants you to be able to rest because if you've ever truly stopped and trusted in whatever situation it is and rested, there's a peace that comes with that. Um, on the other side, if you're constantly going, 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 there's this anxiety that, that can build. And it leaves you, even though you might stop for a little bit, it leaves you inside going, oh, I, I, I just need to keep going. Um, and so it's that peace that God wants for you, and that's why he's asking you to take, take a break. Um, why he's asking me to take a break. Um, in Matthew we see the example that Jesus gave to us. Um, Matthew 1. Uh, sorry. Uh, Mark. Mark one thirty-two. And In this, I won't read the whole passage, but it's just Jesus was out healing people, being with people, and it says, uh, that evening at sundown they brought to him all who were sick or oppressed by demons, and the whole city was gathered together at the door. And he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. 
And what speaks to me in this passage is what is very, very small and often missed. How many people did Jesus heal? Anybody catch that? Many. Why not all? Ever wonder that? <laughs> Why not all? He healed many people. He didn't heal all of them. If Jesus Christ didn't do everything, then why do I think that I need to do everything? Why do I think that I need to keep working until I, you know, until I burn out? In Mark 6.30, we see a Uh, 6, verse 30, where am I at here? The apostles, yeah, I'm in the right spot. The apostles returned to Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught, and he said to them, come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure to even eat. And they went away in the boat to a desolate place by themselves. Um, we see, as, as you read the story of Jesus, you see many different times where, where he'll be involved in something, but then he stops and he goes away to a place, often, you know, it often says something like this, to a desolate place, a place where he can stop and be by himself and pray or um, or just, just to be alone for a little bit. But it, the purpose of that is always to reconnect in his relationship with his Heavenly Father and to be together with him. Um, rest. Uh, we need it. Uh, sometimes we, we fill our, our lives with so much noise, even though it can be good noise, uh, that we, we work so hard and we... Um, that our work, the camp, can become your identity. That, who are you? Well, I am, Sid, I, I work at a camp, and that's who I am. Well, no, it's not. I, most of you guys knew me far beyond, or far before Musana Camps ever was even a thought. <laughs> you know, running around here at Vacation Bible School 30 years ago. Um, But you get caught up in, in what you're doing, and you forget to trust. Forget to trust that, that, that God has this and is, is caring for you. Um, and so you can see this, this has been a, sorry.
It was my first Sunday to actually get up and speak, and I wasn't ready, obviously. <laughs> um, it can go so hard. Um, things that you forget to stop and remember that the Lord who is enabling all of these these wonderful things cares about you too and it's too easy to forget that you feel like you have to go and go and go because of because it's become who you are. And especially when you're somebody like me that's excited to tell the stories and excited to, um, to report to, to anybody who comes to the camp, excited to show them the changes, because I love seeing it. I thrive on it. And, um, and when you're part of a, a camp that... Uh, is growing in in a lot of great ways, and uh, you you just can reach a point where the change is always the thing that's driving you. It's, and so, if you ever stop, you don't know what to do with yourself. I don't know if anybody can relate to that. <laughs> but where we've been um, been lately is the last this last year was a really difficult year, um, really difficult uh, from from many perspectives, and I don't have time for stories. There are a lot of different things that have happened that were, that were difficult, and because I had been pushing and pushing and going and going, I reached the point where um, if you've ever had a, a rubber band with dry rot and you stretch it, does it come back? No, it, it either it either starts to crack or it just breaks completely. Um, well, that's that was what I was, um, and by God's grace, I'm recovering some rubberness. <laughs> um, but I I had been going and going and going, never stopping to to take a break. That when when a hard year like last came, it stretched us to the point where things started to to crack and crack and crack. And finally, there was an event that happened where um, where <laughs> I broke. And uh, that's another story I don't have time to tell right here because <laughs> it's a long one. Um, and I realized, okay, um, we need a break. And so we actually came home early. Um, home since August. We came. We came back. We weren't scheduled to come back until right now. Um, so we came back about seven, eight months early to to take a break and um, try to re- recuperate and um, figure out, Lord, what what are you leading us to? The camp has grown so much in so many exciting ways that I can't handle it all. Um, I can't. I can't manage a school, a clinic, a camp, um, a guest house, a church, be the pastor of the church. Is, you know, I can't do all of this. Um, it's far beyond me. I've, I've, 
I've, I've created a monster. <laughs> I, I think that sometimes when I, when I see all that's exciting and that's going on and I realize that, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? And that's where this last year has been good for us to step out of that and say, okay, remind ourselves that, yes, God is in control of this, and he will, despite us and where we're at, he will take, take things and keep it going. And he is. It's been good for us to have a break and to be away and to watch that and to see him sustaining people. We're at a point of growth in, in the camp that there's a lot of things changing. Even as I go back, it's going to look differently. Um, and part of it I even talked about, I guess that was in Sunday School video, we had a, a guy who joined our staff that took on a lot of administrative responsibility. And so that has changed for us. But we've been in this process of looking at what is this thing that it's referred to in the Bible. God commands us to do it. He commands us to rest. So what, what do you do? <laughs> if that makes sense. God commands us to rest. So what do I, should I just sit in a chair and twiddle my thumbs for 24 hours? And then I've rested and then I can go on doing the things that I know what to do? Um, it's not, not that. And through the last, you know, these last seven months that we've been home, this has been a, a continuous repetitive theme for us, rest and Sabbath. And what is it? What does it look like? The concept of sabbatical. We, we took a, a, a sabbatical, and I had to um, figure out what is, what is that? Um, it's a break from work, but what do I do with my time if I'm supposed to be taking this break? Um, there were four things that I would say briefly that they have been a key a key in this and in us understanding even just on a weekly basis what do we do this is a commandment from the Lord to take a break work six days rest one what do I do with that one day um, the four things that have come to us both through some teaching through some books that we've read and even our own conviction is number one to stop um, we get so busy that we forget to stop. And I, I've, to be honest, I've, I see it here as I come back. I see it in my friends that I, I'm with here. They're going, 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 going. I think this is not a Sid problem. This is not um, an Andrea problem. This is a people problem. We forget that life doesn't revolve around us, and sometimes we just need to stop. Stop working, both the unpaid and the paid. Because usually what I would do on my my... Sabbath is, you know, I go to church and then I go home and work on my home projects. And sometimes those are more stressful than work. <laughs> Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Um, but so to just stop for a little bit. Uh, I had written down here, God is on his throne managing quite well, ruling the universe without our help. And I need to remember that. Um, uh, the second one is to rest. Stop and then rest. Um, but rest looks different for each person. So you could, you could get very legalistic in, in creating a list of do's and don'ts. I don't believe that's what the idea of Sabbath is 
to be. It's supposed to be resting in a way that will be truly restful for you, truly restful for me. Um, it might be that uh, something that is restful is to go out and cut the grass because that's just a complete escape from uh, your normal work and it's restful. But to, to rest, engage in activities that restore your soul, not just an escape. There's a difference there. You can escape from the realities of life. That's what alcohol is for a lot of people. It's an escape. Um, even the people in our community at Musana, alcohol is, is an escape so that you can forget. And there, it doesn't have to be that. It can be all, all sorts of other things. Um, so there's a difference between resting through an escape and resting something that, that really uh, builds into you. Um, so stop, rest, delight. Sometimes I forget to delight in things. I forget to be grateful and, and show to remember the amazing things that God has done. And that was in, in the second version of the commandments was he said to remember the Sabbath day, remembering what I brought you out of. And there's gratitude there. And the fourth thing is contemplating, thinking about what, what God has done in the ways that he has enabled you to do whatever it is that you've done, you know, whatever it is that you do. Um, and so that's, that's where we are. Um, we're in this process of trying to figure out, we would like to, to take a Sabbath day. Um, most people equate Sabbath with Sunday. It doesn't necessarily mean Sabbath. It just means a day where you stop and you remember what the Lord has done for you to renew your relationship with Him. Because uh, I, I I left it in my bag, but there's there's a quote that I that I read that says something about, and I think you might relate to this. If you don't stop and take a break, eventually you won't have a choice because you'll have to, because it, it could be an emotional or, or a mental or physical breakdown through sickness of some kind, some way, some form. If you don't stop and rest, if we don't sleep every night, you can't sustain it. And, and so it, it, it goes, and that's, um, that's where we are. We're excited to be involved with Masonic Camps. It's, it's been one of the greatest privileges of my life, but at the same time, we're at a point where God is reminding us, I'm in control of this, not you, Sid. Um, because if you want to try, and I don't, um, but if you want to try and run the, the clinic and the school and the camp and the guest house and the church, um, you might dig in your grave. <laughs> because you won't last very long. And, and we're, we're remembering that. And it's so being home has been good for us, been very good. We're, um, like I said, we, we completed this sabbatical period where we, we took a break, a complete disconnect from, from everything. And it was really good for us. Um, but it's still a constant uh, daily reminder, uh, daily, daily uh, task for us to remember that we're serving the Lord. He's not serving us. <laughs> 
and um, to remember that he, he has this in control. And so I guess that's what I would have to share with you this morning is just a little piece of our life and where we're at, um, showing you a little bit about the camp. Um, and just, I guess, if, if anything, I hope that maybe you take a look at your life and are, are you resting? Are you remembering what the Lord has done for you? Um, he's, he's done things for each one of us. And I would challenge you to, to stop for just a moment and take a look at what he's asking you to do. And not, I'm not saying go out and do things. I'm saying what is he, how is he asking you to rest? Um, what is he asking you to remember? So with that, let me close. Lord, thank you for this morning, for time to be here, for just what you're teaching Andrea and I and what you're doing in our lives. Lord, I pray for um, everyone gathered here this morning that they would, uh, Lord, I pray that they would be encouraged in, in what, they're, what they've seen and what you're doing at, at Lusana in Uganda and in each one of their lives as well. Lord, thank you for this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.